0: Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi. Carrie, welcome to another episode. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good, Walter. How are you?
0: Doing great. Looking forward to our conversation today. We've got lots to dive into. We're going to talk a little bit about the Secure Act. What a name for a bill, right, Karen? The Secure Act. Sounds like a good thing.
1: It does sound like a good thing, but we're going to talk about it and maybe a few not so good things.
0: Okay. So there's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad maybe in there?
1: Right, right. And then this is a very timely topic. I've had a lot of clients call in, so I'm excited to dive a little deeper in this today.
0: So if you are interested in the SECURE Act, you will want to definitely listen to today's episode. We're also going to cover a little bit later on a question from one of our listeners, Angie, writing in with a question about uh, long-term care and some questions about coverage and some of the nuances of long-term care policies and those sorts of things. So that'll be a fun conversation to answer as well on today's program. If you're new to the show, this is indeed Smart Simple Wealth. I'm driving the bus, Walter Storholt. Carrie Corace is the person you're here to listen to, though she's the estate and Wealth Planning Attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas and Texas. And you can find us online at QureshiLaw.com. That's where you can go listen to all the past episodes of the podcast as well. And you can subscribe to us, of course, on all the major podcasting platforms. We'll give you more details on that later on in today's show. Thought it'd be fun to start off the program this week, though, with a quote of the month, just to sort of set the tone for our program, Carrie, This one is from Zig Ziglar which uh, I never know how to introduce just like uh, entrepreneur, uh, motivational speaker, self-helper, business aficionado. Does that sort of cover most of it?
1: Right, yeah. I think that covers it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So we've covered the gamut there. Well known among the business community and, and financial realm as well. He once said, expect the best, prepare for the worst, capitalize on what comes. You like that one?
1: I love that one. I think that... You know, I'm a optimistic person at heart, but my legal training, you know, they have really trained us to prepare for the worst. I mean, that's, that's our jobs. But I think with that combination, like Zig Ziglar said, you know, to capitalize on it, that puts you in the best possible position for the future instead of the opposite. And so when we're working with clients, I mean, we truly are trying to expect the best, but prepare and plan for the worst.
0: Well, I think that's going to be kind of a tenant of our conversation today, the main topic about this secure act. So let's go there and see if we can prepare for the worst, but also expect maybe the best of some of the elements that are in this bill. So this is a new, newly proposed bill. It's a tax bill that puts your IRAs and your retirement plans maybe at a bit of risk while also having some small benefits inside it as well. The House overwhelmingly passed this bill, Carrie, that I guess is going to cause a lot of problems when it comes to estates and IRAs that are inside of them and retirement plan owners. Give us sort of the, the background on all this.
1: Right. And the question is, you know, we really don't know yet. But like you said, back in May, the House passed the Secure Act bill. And so, Now it is in the Senate. We actually expected or experts really thought it would pass through the Senate quickly, but it did not. It is actually kind of stalled out. Senator Ted Cruz has put a hold on it. And the longer that that hold is there, the less likely it will get passed. But there is you know, a lot of concern about some of the details in this bill. And so this bill is really promoted as an enhancement for IRA and retirement plan owners because it does include some good benefits. And so one of the provisions that they're trying to allow is to allow workers to make significantly higher contributions to their plan to raise those limits. It's also going to eliminate the cutoff age of Contributions Right now, at 70 and a half. They're going to allow you to keep making contributions as long as you're working. And another benefit is that they're actually going to extend your required minimum distribution age to 72. And it's now 70 and a half. So those are some good things. And the average American worker is saying, you know, hey, that that's great. What's so bad about this, this bill? But when you really dig into the fine print, you know, this spells massive income tax acceleration for families of IRA and retirement plan owners after the death of the IRA owner.
0: That's a lot of moving parts there, right? So, some good, some some other complications that come through there. And it's interesting because you said it passed the House. It was overwhelming, right? I mean, uh, you talk about a bipartisan vote. What was it, 417 to, to three, something like that? Three.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And so, it was overwhelmingly positive. But, you know, it does have some detrimental effects on getting the stretch for these families. And I think that some of these positives are really overshadowing this negative factor that we're talking about today.
0: So how does, let's take a step back then, how does the law work right now so that we can better kind of understand some of the changes that are gonna happen here?
1: Right, I think that's really helpful. Under existing law, a non-spouse heir of an IRA owner can actually stretch right, the stretch or extend their taxable distributions of an inherited IRA over their lifetime. And so say I inherited my father passed away and I inherited his IRA, I would be able to stretch that balance over my lifetime. And so the younger I am, the more benefit it is to me to defer my taxes and pay a little bit over time versus a huge lump sum because you have to remember taxes have never been paid on these accounts. And the government has always taken the approach that you can defer taxes, we'll take our money later, because we'll, we'll make more later, they understand that. But it's always been beneficial um, for us when we're saving for retirement to be able to defer those taxes. And so when you look at stretching out these types of distributions for heirs, you know, just for an inheritance, say you had a $1 million dollar IRA that you inherited, that stretch could actually mean an extra million dollars in tax benefits by allowing that stretch over a lifetime versus, say, a five or 10-year payout. And so the problem with what the House is proposing is that any non-spouse beneficiary will now have to distribute that entire account balance over 10 years instead of their lifetime. So they're accelerating the taxes tremendously
0: Interesting when it's, uh we're talking about extension here. And, and by the way, the stretch IRA isn't a product, right? This isn't some like, hey, uh, give me one of those stretch IRAs off the shelf over there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a financial no. product. It's just a, what's the best way to describe it? A strategy?
1: I would say it's a strategy in your traditional IRA. It's a strategy. And I think even when it comes to estate planning, we see a lot of families that Aren't really aware of the stretch or not really taking advantage of the stretch. They think if they, you know, inherit IRA money, oh, let's pull it out right now. I want the money, but they don't really understand the tax consequences of that until down the road. But the stretch has always been a wealth saving strategy to defer taxes to let it grow. And when you look at deferring taxes through to your children or even grandchildren, you know, those dollars can really add up.
0: So, does this affect? spouses or is this is mostly a focus on the next generation?
1: So one of the exceptions is this does not apply to spouses. And so spouses are still going to be able to stretch it out over their lifetime. So this is only applying to non-spouse beneficiaries. So that's one important thing to note. You know, the other thing is that there is an exemption if your IRA or retirement plan balance, if it's under 400000 the Senate is saying that those people would get an exemption. And so this really isn't going to hurt smaller IRA accounts, but for a lot of our clients who have worked hard over their entire lifetime, you know, the IRA account may be besides their house, one of their largest assets. And we've always been told, you know, to defer taxes and what a great benefit that would be. And for those with larger balances, I mean, this is really going to be a sucker punch when they take that, you know, stretch away from their children and grandchildren.
0: So this definitely seems like a rule that's, um, you know, not to be all complainy here, but it's a, it's a rule that hurts the successful? Or would that be a way to kind of couch it?
1: Right. I think so. Like I said, it only affects, um, well, the proposal, they're proposing that it would only affect account balances over 400,000. So that would be kind of your more successful um, people that have planned for retirement.
0: This sort of seems to fly in the face, Carrie, of, you know, the celebration that, you know, the people that are affected by this rule were probably having just, you know, what, like two years ago with the Trump tax cuts that came through. This sort of seems to kind of take a step back in that regard.
1: A little bit. But, you know, one of the good things about the tax cut back in 2017, you know, we still have lower tax rates because of the Trump administration. And so, yes, this does seem like a slap in the face, but there are things that we can do, you know, with the lower tax rates to kind of, I guess, ease the effects of this bill if it does go through.
0: Okay, so it's kind of you give a little bit and take a little bit, right? It seems to be a so, sort of that definition of give and take is sort of what we're experiencing here.
1: Right, and I think the other thing that's really important just to note is that the House bill was going to, limit the stretch for the non-spouse beneficiaries to 10 years, the Senate's proposal is actually only five years. Oh, so that's, that's even, even more dramatic, that's even, right? Yes. And so that's why I think everybody is kind of setting <laughs> and waiting to see, you know, is the Senate bill going to pass? Are they going to pass, you know, the House bill with the 10-year rule? Are they going to somehow meet in the middle? <laughs> we really don't know. But five years would definitely be even harder than the 10-year limit.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So Carrie, what can retirement plan owners do to respond to these impending changes? I mean, how can we protect financial legacies, make sure that our children and even our grandchildren down the line are going to be protected in this way?
1: Right. Well, I think that's what everybody is asking right now. Of course, you know, there's really not a blanket recommendation that I could make for every IRA account owner, retirement plan owner. But like I mentioned earlier, if done and time correctly, Roth IRA conversions can be a really effective tool. One good thing about Trump's tax cuts is that it did temporarily lower income tax rates. So this is still a really good year, probably better than average, actually, to make those IRA conversions. Mm-hmm. Now, this new SECURE Act really also brings to the forefront the importance of using optimal strategies when applying for Social Security benefits. We also get a lot of questions about when do we apply? Do we take it as early as possible? Do we take it as late as possible? You know, what's the pros and cons? So this really should be a part of your retirement planning, and and it has an effect on your taxes. And so this needs to be looked at as part of your overall strategy. You could also look at gifting. In different forms as a partial solution. But really, you know, just having some flexible estate planning to help, you know, not only your surviving spouse, but also for your ultimate heirs to just make better decisions with information that is current when that IRA owner passes away. And so we're really reaching out to our clients. Um, we're talking about this. Um, if it does go through, for some clients, we will be recommending that they go in and review and update their estate plan, um, including their wills and trusts and their IRA beneficiary designations.
0: So a couple of options that people can definitely take. So the it's not all hope is lost. There are some actionable things that people can do. Would you recommend they do these things now? I mean, how are you and your team planning are you starting to plan with the idea that this thing's going to get passed? Or are you obviously going to kind of also wait and see what's going to happen in the future? How does that affect you from a planning perspective? It seems difficult when you kind of know this thing might be coming down the pike, but at the same time, you don't want to be too soon in trying to react to it.
1: Right. I mean, right now, I mean, we really are at a wait and see approach. I mean, we're having those conversations with our clients saying, look, if this does go through and your IRA account is over that limit, you know, we will be looking at different strategies. But I would not recommend to make changes now just not knowing if this, you know, final bill was going to pass and what the details actually are. So like I said, we're having those conversations, but we're not getting too concerned about it just now, especially with the hold, you know, the way that it is in the Senate
0: if you haven't addressed this topic with your advisor a good question is why they should be talking to you about things like this like the stretch ira like the secure act talking about how it's going to impact you because as you can see it could have a large impact on folks in the future. So keep that in mind. If you want to get in touch with Carrie specifically to talk about your situation and see how you might be impacted in some of the ways that we've talked about on today's show, give a call 870-275-4304 is the number 870-275-4304. And always online at QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. You can find a link to the website in the description of today's show as well. Carrie, thanks for giving us the skinny on the uh, stretch IRA today. Absolutely. It's getting to know you time. So now we like to get to know Carrie just a little bit better. I like tossing off-the-wall questions at Carrie here on the podcast every once in a while to get to know her her uh, opinion on things <laughs> a little bit better outside the financial and legal worlds. And and let's do that this time around, Carrie. Let's go outside uh, you know your profession of being in the legal and financial realm. Is there any other area of discipline that you'd consider yourself an expert in? I think I know the answer mm. to this one, by the way.
1: An expert? Okay. Well, so I don't necessarily know that I'm an expert status. That's a um, loose it's definition. What,
0: it's a loose. It's loose. That's fine.
1: Right. So probably what I know the, the most about um, outside of my career would be the horse industry. I grew up showing quarter horses. I've competed my entire life on a national level. And so it's one of those things that I'm very passionate about. Um, if I started a conversation about horses, we could still be talking for two or three hours um, if I had somebody that was interested in to carry the conversation. So is that what you is that what you thought I would say? So, or I
0: did. Thinking? I did. I figured it'd be something with uh, with horses. Yes. With equestrian uh, equine type related something or another. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I've just spent so many hours in the barn in the saddle at horse shows. It's just, you know, it's second nature to me.
0: And you've even had some uh, for those who don't know, you've even had some crossover right between that area of expertise and the legal financial world.
1: Right, right. I mean, we still do quite a bit of transactional work in the equine industry for, you know, buying and selling horses for training contracts, liability contracts, waivers and releases. I mean, there's a whole legal aspect to the equine industry. Um, And just because we've been involved in it for so long, naturally, my horse friends reach out and say, hey, I had this issue, you know, can you help? And I'm always happy to help and get them in a better position.
0: You need to uh, school me. Is it tomato-tomato when I say equine and you say equine, or is, am I saying it wrong?
1: Well- I don't know. I'm from the South, so it's always been e- equal. <laughs> okay.
0: So it may, it may be tomato, tomato. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: We're, we'll, we'll, we'll take either or today, okay?
0: There we go. That's right. That's right. I love it. So there you go. Uh, that, that I figured that would be the answer on that one, and glad to hear it as well. We'll give you expert status. I'm going to give you expert status in horses in addition to legal and finances. So... Um, Awesome.
1: I appreciate it. you're, You're
0: humble just saying it's an area you know a lot about, but we'll give you expert status. Well, there you go. That's getting to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's show. Now it's time to get to know you by answering one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So as we open up the mailbag today, the question comes to us from Angie in Paragold. And uh, by the way, if you want to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can go to QureshiLaw.com. Look for the contact button to submit your own question. So Angie says, I haven't found a long-term care policy that I like. Are they all this expensive, Carrie?
1: Well, the short answer is pretty much. If it's a good policy, you know, a pure long-term care policy, which I think... You know, Angie's talking about it it can be expensive, but it's actually a bargain if you end up needing the policy. And I think that's where a lot of people have a problem understanding the benefits because they just see the premiums being paid out each month. because otherwise, I mean, if you're needing long-term care assistance, I mean, you're looking at five thousand to seven thousand dollars a month. That's what's expensive. And so any type of long-term care insurance policy that can hedge that for you is going to be a bargain. You know, a lot of our clients that we're talking to about long term care, they don't like the use it or lose it mentality that, you know, a pure long term care policy has because you're paying the premiums. If you need it, they pay out. And if you don't ever need it, well, too bad. You know, you just wasted premiums. Right. And so what we've been switching to for a lot of our clients is actually something called an asset back policy. And I don't know if you've heard of that, but that's really where the long term care is a rider on a life insurance policy or an annuity contract. And so if you don't end up needing the long term care benefits, you actually still have funds available for a death benefit to your spouse or loved ones or a type of annuity to pull out for retirement. And so that's been a little bit easier for our clients to stomach than just an expensive pure long term care policy.
0: Long term care just seems like one of those issues that is hard for people to talk about. First of all, everyone wants to stick their head in the sand about it. And then, two, it just it's expensive. So nobody wants to talk about it in a lot of cases. And so it just ends up being something that you kind of have to have that person poking you to have the conversation. Right. Do you find yourself being that poker, like making sure people are addressing this?
1: Right. I mean, we're obviously educating people about it, but we're also seeing a lot of clients come in and they're taking care of, you know, their aging parents and they're seeing their parents' resources wiped out. And that's where they come in and say, we don't want this to happen to us. What do we need to do? They're way more motivated because they've seen it. I mean, they're writing the checks, you know, each month to the long-term care, you know, assisted living facility, or we're trying to get the parent qualified for Medicaid because they're almost out of money. Uh Um, And so I think that that would open your eyes a lot more going through that experience than if you haven't, you know, dealt with it firsthand.
0: So today's retiree might be a little bit more wary of this topic than, you know, the previous generation or those who have come before learning from the past mistakes of others, I guess.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think okay. so. Like I said, we're seeing more and more of that every day just because, you know, we're living longer. Yeah. We're living longer. Um, it's taking more money to support us through those retirement years. And, you know, a lot of people do need assisted living. I mean, and you look at the average stay in a nursing home, the average stay is three years. And that is not cheap. And so even for people that have saved money their entire life, they're looking at spending that on their care and not having anything to pass down to their heirs or, you know, completely going and losing everything and then going on Medicaid.
0: Yeah. It's a really interesting conversation to have, certainly, and one that uh, takes some proper planning. We've talked about a lot today, Carrie, long-term care coverage. We dove into the nitty-and-gritty of the SECURE Act. If people have questions about this and how it impacts their financial, legal, and life planning, what's the best step they could kind of take to get the ball rolling on getting a better plan to address all these different things?
1: Right. Well, I think, you know, the easiest thing to do is to call our office at 870-275-4304 for specific questions. But if they're also just interested in learning more about how to integrate their overall, you know, financial, legal, and, and life planning, we actually do have a wealth protection toolkit. It's a free toolkit that we ship to your home. And it's going to include a lot of information, books that I've written, special reports, an audio CD, really on how to protect your loved ones build your wealth and to create a lasting legacy and so I think for anybody that is just interested in learning more to reach out and request that toolkit from us
0: again if you want to get that family wealth protection toolkit all you have to do is check the description of today's show we'll put a link in it there and you can kind of uh, experience the magic of integrating your financial legal and and life planning. Just like we talk about here on the podcast, you'll get it in more depth there in the toolkit with a lot of great resources and some goodies packed into that as well. And it's totally free, great resource, kind of a thank you for listening to the show. Of course, you can get it on QureshiLaw.com or just look for the link in today's description for the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. Carrie, thanks so much for the guidance on today's program. Enjoyed learning a little bit about the SECURE Act and we'll look forward to another great show with you next time around.
1: Absolutely. Thank you,
0: Walter. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. We'll talk to you next time back here on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.